Hello, and welcome to Twist Talks by Samantha Twist, where we talk about basically everything from careers, your home, relationships, health, and more. I cover just about anything you deal with in life. Hope you enjoy. Hey, you guys, Samantha here. And since we have done a lot of career-related podcast episodes, I just thought I would tell you guys about a little bit of my history with jobs. I just graduated from university almost a year ago, so it is not a lot of history, but that way you guys have an idea of where I am coming from personally. So when I was in grade four, that's how far back we're going, you guys, grade four, one of my friends who was in grade five, wow, older friends, um, had a job working at this lady's house who sold Avon and she would pay us in cash to help her with her Avon sales, packaging things up, labeling, stamping, collecting the orders and handing out the booklets to the neighborhood. So we did that and sometimes we cleaned her house but not very often and yeah so she just hired a ton of kids who went to the school nearby including me and four of my friends and that's what we did. Now that I'm thinking about this, I'm pretty surprised that my parents actually let me do this, but they did, and I enjoyed it, and nothing bad happened from it. It was a great experience, and I had a lot of fun. So that was my first ever job, was helping this lady sell Avon, and I was in grade four, and then TD, I think it was, no, it was Van City Banks, something about, yeah, it was like some Vancouver bank company came to my school and they had a new initiative where they would have elementary school kids set up bank accounts and then, like it was real bank accounts at the actual thing, but they had the elementary school kids be the bank tellers. Of course, they were overseen by a Vancouver bank person. I don't know what the bank is called. I can't really remember. Van City Bank, something like that. But anyways, they would have us be the bank tellers and encourage all of our friends to sign up for bank accounts. And after school on some days for like 30 minutes, we would have a little bank open in our thing. And then like in our school, like the gymnasium and people would come and give us their money to put in their bank account and then we would collect it do all the forms and everything and then the van city actual bank lady would take that and actually bring it over to the bank with all of the work we had done i don't think it was paid i think we just got like ten dollars into our bank account we created for doing all of that but i remember in grade four, all of my friends were doing it, and they, as in the teachers, they would not let me do it, and I really wanted to be a bank teller at my school. That's all I wanted, so I would keep going every single day until finally they let me be a bank teller, and I was so happy. So those were my first two jobs, and then I didn't get another real job until 2017, which was my first summer of university because I thought work would just be the worst. I did not want to work in any way, shape, or form, which is so funny because if you know me now, so many of my goals relate around my career goals. Like my career goals is a, and career is a big focus of my life. But at the time, I did not want to work at all because I just like, 
you hear so often adults come home from work and they just complain about it and they're like, oh yeah, it was fine. It was work. And so I was not interested in having that negativity in my life. So I thought, I'm just never going to work. But once I finished my first year of university that summer, I needed to get more money to pay for my next year. So I was forced to get a job and I figured if I was going to get a job, I'd get a job at a place where I could get good discounts on clothing. So I worked at Reitman's for the summer. That was my first real job. They were really excited that I hadn't actually worked in retail before because then they could train me exactly how they wanted me to be. And I realized through that that I actually really enjoyed working and I really enjoyed making friends with my coworkers and so forth. However, I did arrive to work. You guys, you don't even get this work was like the mall is two blocks away from my house. It is so close. And every day I would arrive 30 minutes early to work because I was so nervous of being late. And it was two blocks away. Uh, Yeah, it was pretty funny. But all of my dreams were like nightmares of me forgetting something, like not doing the cash properly or not doing a refund properly or so forth. But I actually had a lot of fun working at Remans. I enjoyed... On the screen, it says, like, if you're doing well, it's green. And it does all these different areas. If you're doing well, it's green. Okay, it's yellow and red. It's bad, just like stoplights. And I really enjoyed watching it and trying to make it go into the different areas, especially, like, green, obviously. And I really enjoyed, like, labeling and putting stickers and labels on all of the tags. So, yeah, I actually had a lot of fun doing that and I realized that I really enjoyed working and from there I've never stopped. Once I went to school I did not make enough in the summer at Reitman's so I continued working and I worked at Bella and Wren which is a lifestyle clothing boutique in Fort Langley and at Bella and Wren I sold many brands including Moschino, Gentle Fawn, Mosh Mosh, Reigns, Bella Doll, Pura etc. And it was so fun to be working at a store that I would go with my friends to shop at. However, then I realized when friends come and visit me, I get really awkward. But that's besides the point. I loved working for them because the owners of the store, they worked with us most days. So it was really fun. And Fort Langley is just the best, most positive little community. So I really enjoyed working there. And I worked there for two years, just over two years, I think. Really enjoyed that. But then when the summer came, obviously I went back home to where I lived. So I had to change my job. And so one summer, I, my sister, I think one of her friends volunteered at this coffee shop, which was a not-for-profit. And she just said, hey, I think they're looking for some, like they have an open position because I was having such a hard time that year. Uh, it's in 2018, the summer, finding a job. This is also the year I started Dane Cameron. So she said like, oh yeah, I think they're hiring. So I went there with my resume, not even knowing what the job position was. And I went and I handed in my resume and they're like, hey, like the guy who hired me was Cliff. He's amazing, such a good heart. And so he shows me around. He's like, okay, if you can start Tuesday, you have the job. And I was like, okay, what is the job? (laughs) Like I had no idea. So the job was to be the camp coordinator and do administration. So basically you need a little bit of context about what Extreme Outreach Society is, which is where I got hired. Extreme Outreach Society is a not-for-profit that works with at-risk children in the greater Victoria area. And so 
they have their offices, it's just like a couple, in a coffee shop. And the coffee shop is all by donation. There are suggested prices, like don't rip them off, obviously, but they sell food, like sandwiches and soups and some scones and stuff and coffee in, from, this, from this coffee shop to raise money for their charitable givings and all of their different works that they do, like giving kids backpacks and school supplies for school who can't afford it, hot dogs uh, in at-risk communities. They put on a kids camp every summer and that's what I was doing so I was the kids camp coordinator, which means I went through this binder that they gave me and did all the tasks that's on the checklist and basically arranged, put together and coordinated, really made happen this entire camp. And I had to make sure everything was there, everything was ready. We had sponsors, all the emails went out. So there's a lot of administration too, because I was at the front desk, always going through the emails, making sure everybody's paid what they can, trying to find donors, etc. However, I also opened up the shop early because I was the first one there. So I played barista until an actual barista came. So I was barista trained as well. And my day would start at seven and the shop would st open at 7.30. So I just got all of the coffees and drinks ready and I also prepared some of the sandwiches and so forth and then would go forth doing my administrative tasks and camp coordination until a barista came or until somebody came asking for a coffee. So yeah, I did do a lot of administrative duties including answering phone calls and emails as well as producing mass mail outs and newsletters to people. I also coordinated camper and volunteer registration assisted with the creation of camp activities and planning materials and oversaw daily activities. And then once the camp happened, I went to the camp and made sure everything was running smoothly. That was my main thing, was just to make sure everything that I had already made happen ran smoothly. Although on that, at that camp, this has never happened to me before, you guys, but at that camp, I got bit by a mosquito and it was on the last like two days, I think. Yeah, it was two days before, three days before, but it really became bad the day before we left and the day we left. Thankfully, it was such good timing, but I got bit by a mosquito and you guys, it was so disgusting. Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry if you're a little queasy, you can skip over this story, but it grew over the size of a golf ball. It was like this giant like sack of disgustingness and luckily my place where I stood as the camp coordinator was right near the nurse's office so she was able to help me a lot and she was obviously she's a nurse so she knows what she's talking about so she helped me a lot and I drew permanent marker circles on my skin to mark its growth and we put band-aids on it and it would pop like it would grow out of that like it was so disgusting you guys I realized I am severely like well, not severely because I didn't die or anything, but I am like kind of allergic to mosquitoes on that trip. And it got to the point where I could not walk. It was on my left leg. I could not walk on my left leg at all on the last day. I was rolling around in a, in a wheeled chair, like not a wheelchair, but a chair with wheels, like an office chair. 
it was so bad because a lot of my duties were was prep when we came, making sure it ran smoothly throughout the week, and then takedown. And I couldn't even stand on one of my legs. And so when we took the bus back, all of us after the kids left, I was immediately taken to a clinic and he was so proud that we did the little Sharpies around it. And guys, the nurse drained it a couple times and it kept growing. That's the thing, it was so bad. And so when I went to the clinic, he was really proud that we did the little circles. So that's a little tip for you if you have anything growing on you circle it then he gave me some antibiotics he prescribed like four things to me it was a lot there is like creams antibiotics like all this stuff um but yeah that's a little story about me being a camp coordinator and i think that is one of my biggest jobs that has allowed for growth was that one because i really feel like i learned a lot in that and we used a lot of mailchimp and stuff like that and yeah, I just feel like it was a very like professional job while also being quite fun. And I did enjoy being able to make myself my own coffees. Uh, that is definitely a perk. During that time, I also volunteered at my local church, Glad Tidings, and I helped with administration and communication underneath of the connections coordinator. This included like writing emails to the first impressions team and making documents that were handed out to volunteer teams. They had no real mass newsletter system. So I introduced them to MailChimp and Canva and stuff like that that I'd been using at my job at Extreme Outreach Society. So I would go to work seven to two, seven to three. I really enjoyed working early because then I got off early and could enjoy my summer afternoons. But a number of days of the week, I would go on my summer afternoons to go volunteer at my church and do some more administrative tasks because I just ended up really enjoying it. And then, so September comes around, I go back to school and I'm back at Bella and Run. I also work as a public relations assistant for the media and communications major department at my university. So it's just for that one department, like, that is a major, which was what I was studying. And I helped kind of like raise awareness of, on campus of what media and communications was because there is a bit of like confusion around it and it is quite a broad area. So I did that and I raised awareness uh, and made like, I made a lot of posters saying what you can do with MCOM and like the different classes there are and stuff like that and I also did some event planning and coordination including like hosting movie nights and just things to get student life coming and learning and so that included a lot of time management and public speaking and taking initiative because it was all like on my own time and then I just documented my hours they said like oh we want you to do six hours a week or something and then I would just have to document it and say like, oh yeah, this is when I did the six hours all in one day or one hour each day, etc. During the next summer, I worked as an intern as a public relations coordinator at Zinc Communication Strategies. I made media lists, did interview research, as well as planned and created social media content. And I really enjoyed this because I worked under Marcy who started Zinc Communications and I learned so much from her. Like I didn't even know what a media list was. And this is what surprised me is university never taught me 
how to make a media list or any of that stuff, but Marcy did. And so she kind of like took me under the wing for the summer and led me around and let me, taught me how to do the research things, how to do media lists, create content. And she sent me out throughout the city creating content for their Twitter, especially, and how to do content planning. At the same time, I was working as a marketing intern and guest services representative at Uptown Mall, which is owned by Shape Properties. I was working under a girl named Sarah who I talked to and she promised me that it would be mostly all marketing and that's where I would get paid, but it wouldn't be full-time and I really needed full-time instead of part-time. And so I said, okay, well, I'll do the part-time marketing because she said I'd get about 20 hours a week during marketing and I can make up the other 20 hours with guest services and she thought that was a good idea and so that's what I did. However, every week, I did get some experience throughout this, but I did not get nearly 20 hours a week doing marketing work like she promised me. I instead was told week after week, I, I pitched a lot of ideas, but week after week I was told, oh, next week something really big is coming your way. Oh, oh, not today because we got busy with this that we weren't expecting, but next week something big is coming your way. And that's how they kept me all summer. And let me give you this one piece of advice. If people keep pushing it off more than twice, if they do it twice, they say, oh, next week, oh, next week, quit. Don't stay the whole summer. I was an absolute idiot. But yeah, that was probably the worst job I've had. I would not recommend anybody work in a situation like that because it was just lies and ridiculousness. Like it was probably like I choose to believe she had a good heart and was out of her control. But like, don't lie to me. Don't lead me on. Don't keep me as a young kid in university there. Like I turned down. This is the worst part. I turned down other jobs for this one because I thought, Marketing for a mall would, like, that topped marketing for a sports team or marketing for this. Like, marketing for a mall, I was like, that is the, like, the epicenter. That is where I want to be. And I turned down other legit marketing jobs for this crapola. But anyways, at Uptown Mall, working for Shape, my work included event preparation, coordination, and takedown because they did do a lot of events. Pitching content to management. Oh my goodness, you guys. I did so much pitching to management because I wanted to get out of freaking guest services and get what I was promised. And social media content creation. That is one thing that I was happy about was that I had a lot of chances to do social media content creation and I came out with some really cool posts and I really enjoyed that. And then customer service, obviously. Oh, but you guys, here's the kicker of my story before. They hired me as the marketing intern and guest services rep, and I wasn't getting any marketing work. And then two, a month and a half before I was going to quit, because it's four months or two months in, they hired a marketing intern, somebody else, one of the my boss's boss's friend. So like this young girl who studies science. She wasn't even interested in marketing or PR. She studied science. She only got it because she was the niece or whatever of the boss to be the marketing intern because apparently they were overwhelmed with marketing. So actually, no, it wasn't a good heart. It was a terrible experience. And 
I don't know if I would work at a mall again because it was such a terrible experience. I just feel like personally scarred. But anyways, after that, I had a much better experience because September rolls around and I say goodbye to that hellhole and start working at Mars Hill, which is my school newspaper. And I start working as the social media manager and ad manager which means I did all of the social media for our newspaper for the year, as well as the advertisements that get placed in the newspaper. Then I graduate and COVID is around making jobs really hard to find and quite competitive. I had a couple of jobs lined up and very good leads for jobs and they all shut down. And as I followed up with them, they said with COVID, they're all firing marketing instead of hiring. So, and then they have to hire back the people they fired if they're able to before hiring back anybody else. So I started working again remotely as the public relations coordinator for Zinc Strategies in Victoria. So I did that here in Vancouver, but remotely. And then I started working as the public relations specialist for Thigh for Life. That was another internship. So I'm not getting paid. It's a startup that helps uh, people with thyroid problems and it actually is a really cool app that is able to help people so I really enjoyed working for them. I brought them from seven Instagram followers to over 150 and over 700 app downloads. My responsibilities included creating a PR plan, creation of media kit materials, press releases, pitching stories, social media content creation, social media management, and team coordination. So everything I'd been learning in school. It was amazing. I loved it. I worked there for three months unpaid, but it was so fun. And I got to bring a not very like nice Instagram that only had seven followers because it was very not aesthetically pleasing and not very brand friendly and people friendly to over 150. And now I still follow them on basically everything and they are booming. And it's so nice to see that the color schemes and the PR plan and everything that I originally set up is really helping them. And I can see they're still using a lot of the templates that I made on Canva for them. So that's really nice to see. Then I started working also as the public relations coordinator at BDAP. And BDAP is a startup using blockchain technology, solving a $4 billion problem in the music industry. It's really cool. One of my teachers, Andrew Beatty, is one of the people who founded it and they have an amazing company culture amazing like everything about the company is top-notch the people are top-notch the culture is top-notch the products top-notch like it is it was wonderful however they do like to keep the culture amazing they do require three meetings a week that aren't very like okay just for me non non-work related meetings they required three like culture building meetings every single week and I was doing thigh for life at the time I'm also engaged and about to get married at this point so I'm planning my entire wedding by myself during COVID and I'm trying to get paid because I have rent to pay and so three meetings every single week just for culture, not even related to anything to do with work. Some of the time we were playing like this, this uh, capture the flag kind of video game on the internet, which was like, it's fun. It is fun. 
But when I'm not getting paid, I don't really want to do that. So I did end up leaving that. It was a wonderful experience. I learned a lot. I wish I could have stayed longer, but I just like lost control of my life. I was so busy and I just couldn't do it. I totally had a breakdown and it had nothing to do with the company. The company and everyone there is absolutely amazing. I'm obsessed with them. And yeah, so then I got married, took a couple of months off, honestly, from work. And then became a set dresser on a Hallmark movie called A Glenbrook Christmas because at that point, I really, I had $8 in my bank account. I had just gotten married and I had $8 in my own personal bank account and I needed to get paid so I can pay my rent and bills and groceries. So one of my friends knowing this and knowing I wasn't working said, called me up, her name's Gracie, and she said, hey, like, one of my friends, like one of her friends that she knew, needs help on a movie for just one day. Can you help her out? And I was like, yeah, sure. It's 12 hours a day. So I was like, eh. but then she said it was 300 bucks for one day. And I was like, okay, like that'll help a lot since I'm not getting paid. So I did that for one day and I loved it so much. You can watch my entire vlog about it on YouTube or on TikTok, but especially on YouTube because that's the full version. Um, that I continued doing it for the rest of the movie, A Glenbrook Christmas, it was amazing. And as set dresser, I do the dressing of all the decor, the carrying of decor, movement placement, and preparation of all the dressings within all studio and set locations. In this role, I was able to show my ability to follow directions with minimal supervision and express creativity. I also, for this movie, worked as an assistant onset dresser for a couple days, which was so much fun because, well, I go over in my entire YouTube the difference between uh, set dresser and assistant onset dresser. So you can watch that there, but I enjoyed both roles so much and so much so that I asked Gracie if I could work on her next movie. And so she brought me on as a buyer or a shopper for the set deck department, set decoration department. And so I did that in Squamish full time and it was a great experience and I was shopping and getting paid to shop, which was wonderful. And I do have a YouTube coming out on that once the movie comes out, which I think is in the spring, but I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, so I did that and set dressing for that movie. And then now I am still set dressing and that's still how I am in Hallmarks and Lifetime movies and I'm having a lot of fun. I hope this helps you guys have a better understanding of me and where I'm from and maybe inspire you a little bit and I hope you just enjoyed listening to some of my stories and my experiences. Don't forget to follow Twist Talks on Instagram or follow my blog samanthatwist.com.